Sister, let me just tell you, God is working over time in my life this year. I mean, I literally cannot believe how, how much he's doing, and it's everything that I can do just to keep up with them. So it's definitely going to be a challenge to fit all the amazing updates into this episode, but I'm going to give it my very best because one of the many reasons that I do these reflection episodes is so you can see that God's work is never done in a really good way. In other words, I want you to see that I'm still a work in progress as a Jesus-empowered woman. I want to give you a bigger window into my own life, but also use that to show you what Jesus can do and what he will continue to do in your life if you let him. So without further ado, let me dive into everything that he's shaking up in the here and now. Grab your favorite beverage, snuggle up with the doggy or kitty on the couch, and prepare for an amazing ride. Hey there, amazing lady. Welcome back to the Jesus Empowered Maiden Podcast. I'm Jen Murray, owner of Relatescape, where I create, inspire, and motivate Jesus-based empowerment for my sisters in faith. If you're ready to dig deep into the true character of Jesus and our Heavenly Father, to learn who you really are as the daughter of the King, to break free from all the things holding you captive, both internal and external, and to learn how to love yourself in all your beloved uniqueness, you are definitely in the right place. It's time, sister, to claim your female identity, authority, and freedom in Christ like never before. As always, you can learn more and connect with me over at RelateEscape.com. You are loved, you are seen, and you are meant for more. Let's dive in. Right. So I'm not going to spend time doing much of an introduction in this episode because I want to ensure that we have time for all of the juicy updates. All I will say before diving in is that these are updates that have occurred since my last Reflections episode, which was released back at the end of March. I do one every three months so that you can be more along for the ride as things are happening, and it means I don't have to try and cram a ton of things into one episode at the end of the year which would be very challenging at the end of this year because there is so much going on. So what am I about to share with you is what God has been doing in my life since the end of March. And just to give it some structure, I've organized the list of things into two categories of personal and business updates, even though the lines may blur a bit for those things, some of those things. It just helps to communicate things better. And since I know you're probably biting at the bit to hear the personal news, I'll start there in just a second. First, I just want to let you know if you hear some very heavy breathing or snoring in the background, apologies, Hobbs my greyhound. <laughs> it's like deep dreaming right now. Also, I apologize for any like AC noises that may occur. Normally when I record a podcast episode, I turn my... Um, my my either my air conditioning or my heating off but it's 97 degrees today and I'm like afraid to turn off the AC for fear that it won't come back on and then my hubs and I will die so as much as I love you and as much as I want to give you the best experience today I just am not willing to turn off my AC so I apologize if it comes on while we're um, talking um it shouldn't really be distracting but I just feel bad that I can't give you this the 
best experience, even though it's not my fault that it's 97 degrees outside. So, all right. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's dive into personal updates. I have a few to share under those, and then I'll move on to a couple of business updates, which are actually very awesome updates in and of themselves as well. So things that are happening in the life of Jen. All right. So big news. I haven't shared this at all, I think, on my podcast yet, but personal update number one, my season of singleness is ending. So I frequently talk about uh, my season of singleness on the show because I've been in it since my marriage ended back in 2011. So basically for about 11 years. When my marriage to my manipulative and very emotionally abusive ex-husband ended, I really didn't ever foresee being in another relationship. Like I was just like, it's me and Jesus forever. (laughs) doesn't matter that I'm only 31, which was my age at the time. I was like, you know, enough of that nonsense just Jesus and I. But over the last decade plus, Jesus has done a lot of work. He's healed old wounds and like removed old mindsets and and basically all the things that I like cover on the podcast, right? Like confidence building, self-esteem, all that stuff. And a few years ago, I started getting like this, this inkling or sense that God did have somebody in mind for me in like my, in like the distant future, not Not the same time where I was getting those inklings, but like just got a sense that he was, he had something for me like off in the future and he was like starting to prepare me for that. More recently, I don't know, in the past like six to 12 months, I've been sensing more specifically that this, this season was coming to a close, that this season of singleness was drawing to an end. And a few weeks ago, very recently, I had an experience um, during a church service that God used as a catalyst to really say, hey, this this season is coming to a close. Like it's we're we're coming to like that actual ending. We're going from like inkling and preparation to like we're moving into the next season. Um, and I had that confirmed by a group of very like Jesus loving women in my church. So while there isn't a specific man yet, which is probably the news you were hoping for, uh, sorry to disappoint, but that man has not been revealed to me yet. Don't know the man that Jesus has for me. Um, however, I am definitely in the closing of this like a, like decade plus long season. And it's a real testimony to the work Jesus has done because as I just said like a couple minutes ago, if you'd asked me back in 2011 if I would ever be in a relationship again or get married again, The answer would have been, um, heck no. And it's really funny because when I was asking for prayer and, you know, any prophetic words from that group of women, just to get confirmation about this, one of them said, Jesus is giddy over the fact that you're open to loving a man. And I was like, giddy, there's a word you don't hear every day, uh, in accordance with Jesus, Jesus is giddy. So, um, I thought that was kind of hilarious, but I am definitely ready to move on to this next season, despite, you know, like the, the interesting challenges that it will bring. I mean, I've been living on my own for a very long time now. Um, But I kind of feel like God has really like, like there's like this, almost like this hole inside of me that's like waiting to be filled with that kind of partnership and relationship, not in an unhealthy way, but just like God has like created that space so that he can fill it. 
So all that to stay, say, stay tuned for further updates. Maybe by my next Reflections episode at the end of September, I'll be able to share that Jesus has revealed the man he has for me. Who knows? But in the meantime, God has been preparing me by working on other areas of my life. So update number two, God has changed my perception of my own body and sense of beauty. So sister, listen to this. This summer, 2022, for the first time in, oh my goodness, probably literally 20 years, I've worn shorts. I'm not even joking. Ever since I stopped growing and got, you know, you know how you go from like your, your kid body to your like adult body in your like early 20s, I've always been self-conscious about my legs because I don't have like what culture tells us is like this, you know, the sleek, stylish legs, right? I have like these sturdy vein covered legs and I have a genetic condition that means that my lower legs into my ankles are like always puffy. And so I've always just like hated my legs. And in the past several years, I've also gained a lot of weight. Now, this past January, I started doing something called Pio six days a week in order to start getting that wake off and to get back to feeling like physically like myself, because, you know, when you, you take on weight or you have some kind of physical change, like sometimes you just don't feel like yourself. And I also just wanted to, to feel prettier, right? And having these inklings that I talked about a couple minutes ago that God would eventually bring a man into my life, I'm like, I do not want to meet a man at this weight. <laughs> like, I do not want to, like, be looking for wedding dresses in this weight. Like, I will cry. So I started working out six days a week. And as I was doing that, like, I could sense God kind of wanting to, like, come in and speak to my value, like, my perception of how I see myself. In other words, he wanted me to love myself like for who I am now and in the future. Like it doesn't matter how much I weigh. And I kind of basically fought it at first to be real and was like, no, no, like this, this needs to be hardcore. <laughs> like, like I need to get this weight off. Like we're not messing around and we're not talking about anything else. It's, it's value, valuing yourself would be nice, but like, this is the focus. And then as he's known to do, he kind of like wiggled his way in anyway and just made it clear in some pretty like loving but direct ways that I couldn't ignore that I needed to like love and value myself for who I am and not by like this ideal that I want to obtain. And so he won in the end and I allowed myself to open up to seeing things from a more kingdom-like perspective. And I'm really glad that I did because it's changed a lot. Like it was one of those things that like when it, when it almost like that switch flipped, there was like a cascading effect and there was a trickle effect, like the ripple effect. And I'm, I'm still working on losing the weight because it's not that God was against me doing that. He just didn't want myself, my sense of self-worth to be tied to my weight. Like he didn't want me to be like hating my body every morning when I would like get up and look in the mirror. And he wants me to love myself. And so that meant letting go of old mindsets and like wearing shorts for the first time in like 20 years and being like, hey, this is really amazing and helps when it's like 97 degrees outside and you can wear shorts. Um, 
And internally, it helped me to be able to open up to others more because, and I didn't realize this until after this switch flipped, but I was like, I was holding myself back from community and like relationships because of how negatively I saw like my body image. Also, since making this change of mindset, I started being proactive and investing in myself by investing in an actual wardrobe that makes me feel good. So because of like, like up until recently, I've always had money struggles, like my last nine to five that I had did not pay well at all, um, which is why I didn't have a car until recently. And like, I also hate shopping because I get overstimulated really quickly. And so it's like the worst thing to have to like go out to a billion shops and try on a billion things that never fit and everybody's sizes are different. And also be shopping for a pear-shaped body with a short torso. I'm like, there's so many times where I'm like, God, like seriously, what were you thinking? Like this is is not conducive to like finding clothes that fit you easily. So because of those factors, like I've never had a wide range of clothes or actually we even say it's a wide range of clothes. It's probably what most people will call like a normal range of clothes where you have like your workout clothes and then you have like your just casual going out with friends clothes. And then you have like your, your like, dressier clothes. I never had like a full wardrobe because either I didn't have the money to to spend on stuff or when I did like I gained weight and I had to buy clothes, then I would feel guilty for spending the money on it. And then it's always difficult to find clothes and et cetera, et cetera. So like I'm, I'm 42 and I've never had a wardrobe where I actually felt like comfortable, confident, (laughs) like not guilty for spending money on myself. So with this whole, like, I'm going to value me for who I am right now. I was like, okay, we need to, we need to like problem solve this issue. And, um, I had hired like a style, like a one-to-one stylist once, and I got some really good knowledge out of that, but it's like super expensive. And I was like, I'm not, I don't have the money for that. So like, what else can I do? And I ended up, um, I remembered about Stitch Fix. Um, so I hopped on the website and just like, just, I'm just like, I'm going to sign up for a profile and I'm just going to do this and see what happens. But if you haven't heard of Stitch Fix, it's that service where you go onto their website and you like create a profile. So you put in like what your price range is. So they, they send you things that like, aren't like outside of your budget. You put in like where your sizes are, you, there's all kinds of things like quizzes and like things that you can do to tell them, you know, like I like plaid, I hate floral. Like you let them know what you like. Um, you choose like how frequently you want to choose or not choose, get clothes. And basically what happens is, is like their stylists take all of this into account and they select five pieces of clothing, usually stuff that goes together. Like they're really good about sending you like whole outfits or like stuff that will mix and match. And they send it to you in what they call their fix. And so you, you get like this curated box. It's like Christmas. Like every time I get a fix fix now I'm like presents um and you like you you like basically try on the clothes at home you keep whatever you want you don't pay for it until like you actually like get the box and then you like check out and tell them like what you're keeping and what you're sending back and they send you in the box like a prepaid packaging thing which is amazing so like anything that you don't want like you just throw in the prepaid like mailing envelope that they send you and then and then it just goes back um, and you can also buy stuff from what they call their freestyle store too. But anyway, I signed up for Stitch Fix. Um, and so, so that I could get help buying clothes that fit me. Like I needed help. Um, and I wanted stuff that like, 
again, like what matched and like made worked for my body type. And so I could feel confident and good in like the body that I currently have. And honestly, it's like one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And I don't know that I would have done it before, like God pushed me to have better love for myself. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't mean to sound like I'm pitching the company, but it was just an amazing solution. And it was just amazing to finally feel like I have a real wardrobe that works for me, right? Like I got introduced to brands that I didn't even know existed and they have their own brands with some really awesome clothes at good prices. And they, they just automatically put my outfits together for me. I can go on their website and they will show me suggestions of other pieces I can buy to go with the things I have. Like for somebody who's like creative and also logically wired, like I love this company. So and also, of course, to bring this all home, if God is going to introduce a man into my life soon, it's much healthier for me to have a good perception of my body, but it also helps to have a decent wardrobe. <laughs> so like I literally have things to wear. So I'm grateful to God on several fronts, for new on numerous fronts, for pushing this lesson home about loving oneself no matter what you weigh. Um, and I will stop my tangent about stitch wicks. Uh, number three, God has called me to lighten my workload to something healthier and more, re more realistic. I'm not going to really talk about this one because I've kind of spoken to this in a couple of recent episodes, but I will say that this has been a really great change. And I think it was an important one to put in place, which is probably why he did it when he, when he did, um, before I started on the new project that I'm doing. And I'll talk about that project more here in a minute. But God is really, really driving home to me that he calls us to work from a place of rest and that we need to rewire ourselves to see things from a long-term perspective versus like the culture's perspective where just like you have to do everything today. You have to be busy all the time. Like if you're not doing something, then you're being lazy, like all that kind of stuff that I think women especially end up dealing with. And so it's like, no, like God builds things like God's in charge and he builds things that are firm and that stand the test of time and like don't easily disintegrate when trouble comes, but he's also eternal and we were designed to be eternal. So it's like, and to not work from a place of exhaustion. So it's like, it's like, it's okay for us to like, to do things in a way that's like productive. We're not being lazy, but like, we don't have to do everything like yesterday like God will work things out. Like we, we just do what we need to do. And then God will multiply that. And he'll like do things bigger than we can ever do. Even if we had worked all day, every day. So I'm really trying to, to, to take that home, especially with everything that he's calling me to do on top of having a job and things like that. So let's, okay, let's move on to the business updates, um, which is also some, some really, really great stuff. Um, so first my podcast is growing, which is good. So back in, um, and it's, it's actually about to hit a milestone. So back in early March, before my previous reflections episode, I released my 50th podcast episode. And along with that, I launched the online Jesus meeting community, which was in itself a hallmark event. Since then, the podcast has continued to grow in downloads. As I record this episode, I am... 75 downloads away from reaching a thousand downloads, which is like the first real benchmark as a podcaster. Podcasting is a long-term game. So having written, um, cause I write like full outlines for all my episodes. Um, 
written, recorded, released 65 episodes and being on the cusp of reaching a thousand downloads is really a cause for celebration. I need to make like a note to myself to buy some ice cream or something um, because that's that's crazy. That's amazing. Um, and those downloads have been helped by my Pinterest pins. Uh, getting on Pinterest was something that Jesus specifically told me to do. So for each podcast episode, um, I create a blog post on my website that for each, for each podcast episode. And so then my podcast pins, they link to that blog post about the episode because you can't link to like the actual episode itself on like iTunes. So we do the blog post method. Um, now when I was doing two episodes a week before Jesus was like, you need to slow down. Um, I was doing, I think around like 7,500 views. I was getting like 7,500 views per month. That's dropped since I've only been doing one episode and, and one, you know, like half as many Pinterest pins, but I'm still at hovering at consistently 5,500 views a month, which is pretty good. And I, you can see when people are like pinning your pins and, and which ones they're choosing. So just like podcasting is a long-term game, the the Pinterest game is also long-term, but there's signs that there are things that, that women are like being drawn to and that it, there is room for success in the long-term. So good updates with the podcast. Now the other big announcements, I feel like this one is just as big as like the, hey, my season of singleness is ending. I've started writing my book. So in my previous Reflections episode, I talked about how God has called me to write a book, which was not something that I, I, I like saw coming at all. Back in December, um, God called me to attend an online Dreamers Summit. And at the end, we made vision boards to like visually just like declare, give us something to inspire to, right, to remember the dreams that we felt God had for us in the coming year and so the host like to help with that provided us with like some printable assets including like really um fun like like words that you might want to use in really fun fonts and as i was cutting out the ones that i felt pertained to me i had this nudge to include one about like writing a book and my thought process to that was basically to brush it aside because at the time I'm thinking like a book, like there's no way, like there's, I'm still doing the podcast, like I'm not making any money with the business yet. Like there's so much going on, like that's writing a book might, you know, that'll happen like way later in my business if it happens at all, like when I'm more established, when I've got steady income, like I was just like, that's, that's silly. I don't know where that thought came from. And then several months later, God's like, hey, you're, I'm calling you to write a book. And it was confirmed pretty, pretty, in some pretty blatant ways, again, um, ways that I couldn't ignore. Uh, God made it clear that this book is to be about my story. So basically how I went from, you know, the girl with the abusive childhood and the bad marriage and like all these religious or false like concepts and like being ingrained with all the stuff we women get ingrained with of culture, like all of that going from that person through the power of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit into what he's having me call Jesus empowered woman. So that's, that's what I'm doing. The purpose of the book um, isn't, isn't just to tell my story. It's to tell my story to prove to women that it is possible 
with God to go from where they are now um, to where I am and beyond. Or, or to put it another way, it's possible to go from like where they are, where they feel like they just don't know that they could ever get beyond that, but like to where they secretly want to be, which is like this bold, confident, empowered woman. So right now the working title for the book is The Journey of a Jesus-Empowered Woman. Break free from your past and transform into the strong, confident, and impactful woman God created you to be. And I've actually started writing the book as a few weeks ago. After God told me that this is what I needed to do, write a book, I gave myself some time to just process that I'm writing a book or it was because I came out of nowhere. Um, I was also out of commission for most of April because I had COVID, but um, after bouncing back from that, I, I created the high level outline. I started putting things into Google doc and getting myself set up with a template. Um, I've done like some of the intro and, and, you know, back pages and, um, there's going to be four main parts to the book and I've started on part one. So the actual writing and about, I'm about 5,700 words in. So 5,700 words in at this point. So my goal is to have most, if not all of the first draft completed by the end of the year, which also sounds crazy. Um, and I've done some homework on how many words, like a memoir or biography type book, you know, usually is, and I've done the math. So that seems like a realistic goal. And then after I complete that first draft, I might look into getting some beta readers just to have some of my target market kind of read it and give me feedback before I then hand it over to a, a publisher, which will help me self-published. And part of that process will have that professional, you know, like editor come in and they'll fix all the grammar and things like that. Um, but anyway, stay tuned for more info as we progress into the latter part of the year. Um, if you would like to be part of a beta um, read, um, definitely stay tuned for more information on that, um, as well as other updates just regarding the book's overall progress. Um, now, besides the business aspects of doing the book, the most amazing thing about this whole thing is that God has presented me with a truth using this project. So before God called me to write a book, he told me that he would be resurrecting childhood dreams. And growing up, I wrote a lot and I actually dreamed of being a book author one day. In middle school and high school, I had like two fictional novel attempts that I did and I actually wrote them on my parents' word processor because this was the days before PCs became common. And I printed it out and then I would punch holes in the pages and I put them into this large three ring binder. And I would actually carry this large three ring binder holding my novel attempt around school so that I can make edits and work on it during the day. I actually still have these two novel attempts um, in one of my storage bin, uh, storage containers. Uh, in a closet. But no, I didn't finish either of these book attempts simply because like, I mean, I was young and after I reached a certain point in the story, like I just didn't know where to take it. So I stopped. Um, but I also wrote all kinds of other things. I did um, really what ended up being really popular parodies in play form when I was in 11th and 12th grade English. My teacher absolutely loved those and she let me get away with writing them for a lot of other assignments for that. Not That wasn't the deliverable. Um, and I wrote a bunch of other things as well. I, I'll just, I'll just say I wrote a lot and I was good at it. And I dreamed of being a writer 
And when I went to college out of high school, I did one semester out of high school, I went as a creative writing major. But then I ended up leaving college in order to get away from the toxic orbit of my mother. And I never really picked up creative writing again. In fact, when I went back to college years later, when I was in my early 20s and I was married, I ended up getting, that's where I ended up getting my bachelor's in web and graphic design, which is what I do today. And as I got older and I would, you know, look back on my childhood, which I didn't do a lot, but I would see writing through the eyes, uh, or not the eyes, through the lens of not joy, but like escape. Because as I got older, growing from a child into a teenager, my father's abuse got worse. And my home life got worse, even after my parents divorced and my father moved out. And I was like physically trapped at home for, for several reasons. And so the things that used to be pure pleasure, like writing, as the years passed, became my own escape. Like I was trapped at home, so I couldn't escape like externally, which means that any escape had to be internal. So as the decades passed, I just looked back and saw writing as this thing that, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it, but basically I just did it primarily because it was a form of escape. But God knew better. He knew I had not just a talent for it, but a joy for it. It just had gotten like twisted and then lost, which is why when I started working on this this book, I asked God to help me fall back in love with writing um, to rediscover that that like old part of me that had just been totally lost. And he's answering that prayer as I'm starting on this project. So writing this book is to help change the lives of other women by showing them what's possible it will have a place in the funnel of my business, obviously, because it's going to give me credibility and it's going to help to build trust and lead into the paid products, um, whatever those look like when I eventually um, like release those, when I know what those need to be. But on a personal level, it's also rekindling something that I didn't even realize that I had lost. Like now I'm even thinking ahead to the future and dreaming and thinking about like, what if I had actually did like a fiction series? where I made up my own world and like my own characters and, but it still spoke to like female Christian empowerment. Like that would almost be like a, like a, a true rebirth um, or restoration of that childhood dream. Because like, that was the books that I read back then was like, I love the ones where it was like the fantasy worlds and you could just make things up. Um, but it'd be like a, a modern, you know, God version. So but you know, one step at a time, right? First I need to finish and release this book. Um, so as I said, stay tuned for more updates. If you want to get first dibs on any of the action, including including the beta reading, sign up for my email list using the link in the show notes. Um, and I will definitely keep you informed. And that, my dear friend, is it. Those are my major updates from the past three months. Crazy, you know? Who knows what I'll be sharing in the next three, for about the next three months. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, like I said, feel free to sign up for my email list so that you can be the first to know about all things book related or any other special announcements that I might have. Also, again, at the risk of sounding like I'm pitching uh, Stitch Fix, if you didn't know about it until I mentioned it today or it sounds like something you want to try, um, I'm going to put my referral link in the show notes because if you use that link, you can try the service and get a $25 credit. They automatically just give me the referral link. So I also, I figured I might as well just drop it in the show notes for you to use. So otherwise, sister, that is everything that I have for you today. Take care. Have a great 4th of July weekend. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. 
Hey friend, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or it blessed you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from all of my amazing, powerful ladies, and I'm truly blessed when I get a glimpse of the incredible things God is doing in your lives. It also helps other women just like yourself find the show, allowing God to work in their lives too. Thank you so, so much. And by the way, if you want to drop me a line, you can reach me over at RelateEscape.com. Cheers.